0: Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Enver, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Uwe Jacobs about the importance of options in financial independence, options in retirement, or leaving a legacy. Uwe has worked in the corporate world for over 25 years. His area of expertise is financial control, contract law, and project management. He decided to take those years of experience and devote them to helping people find their right place For investing to deliver their desired outcomes. Most importantly, Uber is also a proud father of two much loved daughters. Hello, Uber, and welcome. Hello, Clive. How are you? Absolutely top of the world, thank you, Uber, and great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Now, the first thing, that's a pleasure, the first thing people might notice uh, about Uber Jacobs is your name, where does Uber come from? Because I know in a
1: certain country it's quite a,
0: a reasonably common name.
1: You must uh, be a fan of soccer, my friend. Uh, it is a German name. Uh, it just so happens that uh, I'm, uh, as people will pick for my accent, not a born and bred Australian. I came to Australia back in '86. Um yeah, what an interesting uh, journey that was. Came here with a train of thought to uh, check it out for two years and, uh, well, some nearly 35 years later. Still loving the place.
0: And we're very pleased to have you because uh, we want good people here to grow this country and oh. you're doing your bit, so we're pretty excited about that.
1: Thank you. And I love hearing that. So <laughs>
0: you've managed to um, make your home here along with your wife and your children. So
1: are your children Australians? Yes, uh, that was certainly something that we wanted to uh, have is them as uh, locals. Uh, I still remember in Germany seeing... uh, migrating families and uh, some challenges that they had with language and otherwise. So, yes, our uh, both daughters are born and bred in Australia. They are dinky Aussies, to use uh, Australian vernacular, but they also have dual passports, which is a gray area in the German law. Under German law, you normally can only have one um, citizenship, but uh, we have been able to work our way around that and isn't that the story of life you need to find the uh, rules to bend not break to bend and uh, so both of our girls have been uh, in in germany one did nine months there as an au pair and i'm saying girls they're little girls still in my mind uh 29 and turning 30 uh, this week so uh yeah, no, it's, uh, we've got a great family life, which I'm very proud of. and
0: Very good. And uh, you talk about uh, people immigrating from Germany. When you arrived here, did you have English or did you have to learn it all after you got here?
1: Um, I was lucky in the position that I was working for an American headquarters company uh, back in Germany. I was two IC of 500 people. And uh, at a quite tender and young age of 25, I was, I think. Um, Yeah, so the corporate language was English. And hence I spoke reasonable school English uh, or Queen's English. And uh, boy, I tell you what, that was an awakening when I hit Australia. (laughs) I, I'm I'm one of the guys that as a migrant got invited to a barbecue and got told to bring a plate. Well, guess what, I brought a plate. <laughs> you know, I can tell stories like that forever. Uh, I've been through all of them, you know. I was working with, with two uh, females, I'm using the word uh, female by intention because they were not ladies. Uh, They called me a Wombat, and that took me three weeks to work out. (laughs) So, yeah. Now, it's been an experience, and the biggest experience was uh, to start off completely new again. Um, You know, I I mentioned I was two IC of about 500 people, and after three weeks, I found myself a job, having arrived in the country as a migrant and um, started off as less than a secretary, and To be honest, whilst it was hard to start all over again, it was a great way of doing things because especially people management is so much different here in Australia, Um, and that's another whole story that will take us down a rabbit warren that I suggest we don't go into now. (laughs) Suffice to say... uh, Yeah, it's completely different, and I would have fallen flat on my face if I would have tried to do people management the way that it's done in Germany. And isn't that the way with any country? We all have our own ways in society, in different societies, to do things. And it was great to, I guess, go through the uh, hierarchy and uh, learn yet again how to um, do things in Australia.
0: No, You're absolutely right. Cultures are amazing things, and... uh Sometimes very very minor details can get you into strife. Don't I know about that one? Nonetheless, you uh, you managed to get yourself settled into Oz, and you found yourself positioned, and you worked your way up. And then you've decided, okay, I'm going to take all this experience I've got, and I'm going to help people. Well, understand their options. Uh, in, in terms of financial independence, retirement, uh, or leaving a legacy. Tell us, how does that work?
1: Well, it all came out of um, my 25 years of corporate experience. It culminated in in being the commercial bid manager for a $1.3 billion job. We worked for two and a half years on qualifying for the tender, finally won the job, and I saw it through till first car into service during that time we were working like mad dogs which was our own at our own volition because uh, we wanted to achieve and i built my corporate career and all these sort of things the drawback was that i nearly lost my my marriage and my family over it because i spent no time at home and at that point in time i figured there must be a better way and so We started with property investing, as everybody does, to have a second leg to stand on financially. As pretty much everybody does, I got taken advantage of by scrupulous agents and developers and got under the wings of a really good mentor. And and that's the first point that I want to mention to people on this magnificent podcast of yours in regards to business. That was a turning point in my life. Great mentors, great advisors, a great environment of people to operate in is what makes business, what makes life great. So, uh, yeah, suffice to say we learned about property investing invested into our own education quite heavily and got a long story short figured out that everybody wins if you can purchase at the wholesale end rather than at the retail end from there over the last uh, nearly 18 years we developed a system where we nowadays help people to uh, Well, really to provide solutions for people that want financial independence, um, choices in retirement, and some people like myself want to leave a legacy. So it might sound a bit corny, but as a European uh, family and generational wealth is a a term that we quite like. Indeed, and uh,
0: whilst a lot of people might not have heard of it or at least looked at it in a a cool light of day sense. Uh, What you talk about there makes absolute sense, generational wealth. Uh, Why shouldn't we be able to leave a legacy? But I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. You you talked about property investment but purchasing at the retail level rather than, uh, sorry, rather than at the retail level, purchasing at the wholesale level. How does that work?
1: Well, having been in the game for nearly eighteen years, we are lucky and it's it's interesting the harder I work, the luckier I get. uh We are lucky to have a group of people around us, and our company name Property Friends was very much chosen by intention. I want to do um business only with friends, which puts an old doctrine on its head. Um, So we we have friends around us that choose to invest in the same area that we invest in ourselves. So I can structure a deal where we do five packages rather than one. Now, Clive, it's not rocket science. If you were to buy a car tomorrow uh, and go to the dealer, and negotiate like a tiger and get $5,000 off, that's a great thing. However, if you were to find four other friends that just happen to trust you enough uh, that you know your stuff and you are uh, employed to negotiate on their behalf, do you think if you go to the dealer with a set of five, that you will get a better price. Indeed, uh, which is borne out of course because they offer fleet deals, don't they? Correct, and we can negotiate some extras and we definitely have more leverage, which in property investing is hugely important. Um, We have special conditions in our contracts that a single purchaser will have no leg to stand on in getting through because the builder, the developers, will tell you to get lost or use other choice words. Um, Or to go far away. Or to go far away. They just go next, because why would they, for one person, for one contract, change their normal procedures and accept risks that they love to put through to the purchasers? Now, when you have a set of five or ten, you have a completely different standing. Now, on top of that, of course, over the last nearly 18 years, we've made ourselves a name in the small niche that we're working. We've become very much a specialist, however, a respected specialist that does as they say, and we say as we do. So it's not unusual for us to have literally millions of dollars' worth of land, on an informal hold. Now, an informal hold is not a put-and-call agreement. An informal hold in my world is two gentlemen or two people looking each other in the eye, making an agreement, doing a handshake deal on it. Now, people go to me and say, hey, ooh, that's crazy. Why, why do you do business that way? And my answer, Clive, to that question is very, very simple. I've done contracts up to $1.3 billion. I know better than many people that I can punch a hole into any contractual agreement. But if we've got two people that trust each other, that look each other in the eye, do a handshake deal, and yes, I know that's old-fashioned. But, heck, it works. I love doing business that way. And
0: uh, it reminds me of an old saying of uh, a contract is only as good as the intention of the people engaged in that contract at the time of the contract, which is pretty much looking you in the eye and shaking hands, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. As the old saying goes, you can't do good business with bad people. Hmm. So
0: if we are buying property at a, a better rate, does that mean that in turn we generally get a higher rate of return?
1: Well, absolutely, yes, because your cost base is reduced. But that's where the fun only starts. See, I love doing win, 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 not just two people win. I like to think that we can set up a system where everybody wins. And that's exactly what we've done. You know, I've mentioned that we are working in a niche market. We only do house and land. Many, many reasons. If you've got a day or two, I can explain all the reasons why. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the biggest reason is we can leverage numbers. We can get into the wholesale end. Now, from there on, we put the turbocharger on that, And we fine-tune that system, and we set up special arrangements. For example, um, we have gone into a further niche of the niche. And uh, it sounds incredible, and it is incredible, yet everything of us is true because we only work very risk-averse. If I tell anybody that I can get eight to ten percent rental yield on a government backed contract for five years, there will be three of only answers. One, that must be too good to be true. Two, hmm, I know this bloke a bit. He's got a pretty good track record. I can't find anything on the internet about his company, property, friends that is in any shape, way, or form negative, which, by the way, I'm very proud of, Four or three, you 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 know us, and you go, <laughs> I'll have one of those. They are the three responses that I can get. Now, we obviously don't, divulge that to everybody. Uh, We keep that very much to our best clients. And we're in the lucky position that we get referred on by word of mouth from our best clients because, hey, if I'm on a good deal, I want my friend to know about it. So we've been very, very fortunate that 76% of our business has been referral business by word of mouth. Um, And and that's that's fun to do that way. It really is. Well, it keeps it in the family, as you were suggesting earlier. Yep.
0: One of the most important things about uh, investing is everybody hears about investing, but there's not much simple explanation of how to invest to obtain a particular outcome. Is there a simple thing that people can look at to decide how they're going to go about investing and, and then whether or not they want to invest into property? What's what the first thing do we need? Do we need to go, uh, I better write down a goal and my goal is to have X return from some sort of investment or is there some other way we should look at it?
1: Well, look, this is where the rubber hits the road, Clive. I'm going to lean out of the window. This is a German literal translation, which means that I'm going to go on thin ice. Um, This is where, where in my belief, some 96.5% of the industry are doing it wrong. I'm sorry to say. If I'm the typical bias advocate, the typical real estate agent, and you, Clive, come to me and say, hey, I'd like to get an property investment, I go, great. let's look at my stock list, and if I really want to look after you, I'll find the best deal that I have on that stock list. And I go, Clive, this is you. Well, that is wrong in my books. We ought to start at where are you at? What's your financial position at the moment? What's your disposable income? What's your risk profile? Then we go to, where do you want to go? What is Clive and about? Has he got family? Ah, oh, he's got a wife, he's got a daughter. Okay, so what does that mean to you? Where do you want to take this? Are you a person that has the desire to do one property, which is all good, which is all proper? Or are you one of those tycoons that wants to leave a legacy? So that his wife, daughter, and maybe even their daughters, daughters and sons, will never have to worry about money again. That doesn't mean that you give it all away for free, but it's nice to have an option. So what are you about, Clive? And then, once we know where you're at, once we know where you want to go, only then can we determine what is the best way to get you there that's the only way so essentially
0: way. you're providing uh, an education to somebody who uh wants to or well, is thinking of getting involved in investment because we all hear stories of you know the enormous traps for uh inexperienced players in investing so you're providing something of an education by this process of discovering where someone
1: is at and where they want to go, and what's their risk profile, etc. Absolutely, yes. Clive, we have a seven step success system where we provide accurate, unbiased investment guidance. Now, that's guidance, not advice, because ultimately it is each of our own responsibility to look after our own money. Now, along the way, we mitigate risk. We really train and provide opportunity. And that is the trick. The more our team knows about property investment, the better it is for everybody. I'll just share a very short story with you. One of my corporate colleagues some 20 years ago He was the finance manager for a multinational for New Zealand and Australia. When I spoke to him about property investing, he went, great, all for it, but I don't have the time. He was like me, working 60, 65 hours a week. He said to his wife, darling, if you want to do this, you got to take that over. Connie knew nothing. You want to see her now. Boy, this is fun. She takes a real estate agent, chews him around him and spits him out before he even has said hello. And, and that is fun to me to be able to pass on that knowledge because ultimately we all win, you know, and that's, that's fun. Connie and Dirk are still with us uh, after 17 years and they have an excess of. Let's just say an excess of 10 properties. Let's be conservative.
0: And that's that's an excellent uh, outcome. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, three-quarters of your customers' uh, referrals, which, again, is a tremendous outcome. And as you say, the more people understand about a particular area they want to get into, the better it is for everybody because better decisions are being
1: made. Is uh, that right? Absolutely. Look, as far as I'm concerned... You need to understand what you're getting into. I have made some big mistakes in life, including big financial mistakes. And every time this happened because I, one, got too big for my own shoes, or two, didn't understand the deal. Now, our system, our seven step success system, is all geared around you, our client, our property friend, to understand the deal. And we are very open with that. You can ask any question that you have and you will get full disclosure and you'll get all the information that you need. Because ultimately, Clive, it's your money. Whilst our benchmark is we're not suggesting anything that we're not prepared to do ourselves, I cannot and will not take over the responsibility for your money, but I can give you the tools to make informed decisions. The decision is yours, but you want it to be an informed decision.
0: Yes, and I like that, Eva, that
1: informed decision, making decisions for some people
0: can be brought with difficulty. However, if we're well-informed, decisions should be relatively easy because... If we're well-informed and we have criteria, the two should marry up, shouldn't they?
1: Well, absolutely, and we call that uh, risk mitigation in highfalutin words. Uh, As I said to our uh, kids at the time, you can do whatever you want as long as you know what you're doing, what the outcome is and what the repercussions are, you know, and ultimately go forth and do it. If you fall down, all you need to do is go get up one more time than you fall down. That's called life experience.
0: (laughs) And we could talk property and investment and growing wealth and leaving legacies for days, uh, Uber. However, time is against us. But (laughs) before I let you go, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation?
1: Oh that's that's very simple and very clear and it's all it's also a, a very um much a doctrine which is if you fail to plan you plan to fail. Nothing is more important and you are I know one of the big advocates uh in business we need to have a business plan. In life I suggest to you it is better to have a plan. Because if I don't know where I'm going, anywhere is good enough. Well, that may work for some people, and it ain't working for me. So, uh, the best tip that I can give you is, uh, or give the audience, is uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today, Uwe? Well, especially in challenging times as we have at the moment, and as uh, are forever recurring in life, because that's just how it works. Cash flow is king. We need to have a reserve. We need to be having more income than expenses, or in other words, spend less than you make. Cash flow is king. The Richest Man in Babylon, an ancient old book. It is magnificent. I can only warmly recommend it to anybody.
0: And it's uh, certainly advice that has stood the test of time uh, a long time. I remember reading the book, but I don't remember when it was actually first published. But uh, nonetheless, it is, as you say, an old book. It carries a story which hasn't changed through the centuries. It just keeps being true.
1: And being the old uh, tight pocket that I am, the uh, copyright has expired. So anybody can download it for free from the internet. So go and do it. Uh, I I strongly suggest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's also good
0: advice. Get out there and and get yourself a copy. Uh, It's an excellent story. But most importantly, before we let you go over, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation?
1: Well, the the, the easiest way and the best way is to uh, go to our website propertyfriends.com.au, dot com dot a u so property like the house friends like buddies dot com dot a u like in australia <laughs> <laughs> so on there um, is tons and tons of information but also uh, the offer of a discovery session call um, and and for your listeners that's that's a free call for thirty minutes um, where we have a quick look a brief look at where you're at Where do you want to go and how far can we take this? How far do you want to take this? So it's propertyfriends.com.au. That's absolutely great, Uber. Thank you for being here.
0: It's been uh, enlightening to find that uh, we can do property investment without tremendous risk and we can enhance the investment by doing it in a particular way. That's absolutely great news.
1: I love Turbo charging a good thing. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Eva. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, Clive.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enova. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favorite podcast app. And you can find more business resources at cliveniver.com.au